This is the Chasing Best Podcast with Coach Josh Niblett. Chasing Best Podcast is brought to you by John Lilly in Windsor Well and Philip Forrester and his team at Gainesville Jewelry. Well, it's been a, been a little while since we've been together and we've got an opportunity to talk and, you know, it's through the summer and now we're here where I'm at. Um, you know, we're getting ready to start, you know, our, our second football game. So we've been through fall camp. I mean, we've been through the summer, the 707s, the padded camps, um, the jamborees, the first game, and now we're into the second game. And so there was a word that came to me this week, and I think it's an awesome opportunity just to get the podcast back going again this fall. And I'm so looking forward to it. Um, and the word's testimony. You know, I talked to our team this week about testimony, and you know, I think the one thing that's highly important as we live our lives is, you know, we're all just trying to be one and oh every day. You know, it's, I think a lot of times people as far as teams and athletes, you know, we try to look at the big picture. We know where we want to be in the end. And, you know, if it's win 15 games to be a state champion, then, you know, a lot of people are like, we got to be 15 and oh, but you know, it's really, you got to be one and oh, 15 times. Um, you know, when people ask me about coaching, I mean, I, I've always said that, you know, I've been coaching for over 25 years, but I've been coaching one year 25 times because I think it's highly important as we wake up every day we live our lives, it's a new day, a new opportunity, new choices, new people to impact, and a new mission to complete. And so I think we need to have that mindset because it is a mindset. It is a mindset to try to go one and out. Um, it is a mindset to control the things that you can't control, do the things that you can do, and be the person that you're called to be. So you know, testimony to me, like, you know, when I think about it, you know, I, I gave our, um, our players some insight and, you know, I, I did a Bible study this past week at my house and, um, and I think the neat thing about it was, is this past Sunday when, um, when I was thinking about all the different things from the past week and then all the things leading up to this week in my life and, you know, my testimony, my ministry, you know, how strong is my testimony? How much does my testimony impact others? Does my testimony give others a future? Does it give them hope? Um, and does it give them an opportunity? Um, so when I looked at it, I, I, I looked at John chapter eight, verse 13, and you know, the, the Pharisees were, were challenging Jesus and and they basically said to him, here you are appearing as your own witness. I mean, your testimony is not valid. And so the Pharisees were saying, hey, you, you're, you're saying you're your own witness, so you don't really have a testimony. But Jesus says, hey, even though I testify on my behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you have no idea where I came from and where I'm going. And see, I think that's highly important for us as individuals when we wake up every day is as we live our testimony it doesn't matter what people think about us. It doesn't matter what people think we've come through or what we're going to or what we're going to become. It matters what we think. You as the individual, you. You have to lead you before you can lead someone else. And so if you want to have an impact on others, then you must impact yourself. And so when you wake up every day, I mean, it's, you know, I've got to know. You know, I think the 
key thing about a testimony is, is the account from which where I've come from and the account of which where I'm going. And I, I think when we like take that and compartmentalize it and put it in that context, then I think it allows us an opportunity to grow. Um, and I mean, grow exponentially because I think, you know, we can learn from the past and it's, and we should all learn from the past, but we can't spend our whole life in the past. If you're spending your whole life repairing your life, then you don't have an opportunity to spend the rest of your life preparing for your life. And I would rather spend more time preparing than I would repairing. So if I give you some words of advice today and you're building your testimony, the account of where you are, the account of what you've come from, and the account of where you're going, and then how can you use that? How can you use that to grow others? How can you use that to grow you that will impact others? And, you know, I think... The key to understanding, number one, our testimony, to be one and oh every day. My testimony is, is I want to grow. I want to grow to know God. When I came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I mean, that was my testimony. And that testimony affected me in every facet of my life. Number one, as a, as a son, you know, um, to my parents, as a friend to my friends, and as a brother to my, my brother and sister, and then... Then as I got older, it was about, you know, a teammate, you know, it's, you know, as an athlete. And then it was, you know, being a great husband to my wife and being a great father to my children and being a great coach to my players and a great mentor toward my staff and being a great leader for my community. And I think when you start understanding the responsibility that comes with having a valid testimony because of the account that you have, then that's what I think what allows us to be able to testify about what we're about, which is a statement. It's a statement of truth and love. You know, when I testify, it's a statement of truth and love. And in our program here, and I want my life to be about high truth, high love, because I think it's important that, you know, not everybody likes the truth, but everybody wants to know the truth. It's hard to live the truth. It's hard to be truthful with yourself sometimes. But in the long run, when it's all said and done, the truth can always come out. And so, and then I think it's about doing everything in love. You know, I know all of us struggle at times and have bad days. I think all of us struggle at times with having a bad attitude or don't feel good or we're sick or things aren't going our way or why is this person getting this and I don't get this. And, and we struggle with that. And that's what takes that love out of us. Um, and so I think it's important for us as we grow and build our testimony that we understand where we are, where we've been, and then where we're going. So which leads me into the bulk of what I want to talk about, about how do you build your testimony? You know, in James chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. You know, one thing that I think 
we all have kind of struggled with or is there's certain words in the vocabulary in the English vocabulary or any vocabulary that we struggle with that bring up different kinds of thoughts. Um, you know, if I bring up the word trial, I mean, most people will think of court. Um, but when I, when I speak of it in this, in this book of James, it says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Okay. And what I think here is like, if you look up the definition of trial, it says a test of the performance qualities or suitability of someone or something. See, I want to know, like, I mean, I want to know if my faith's under trial, then I want to know how productive my faith is. I talk to our players all the time about, you know, everybody talks about production, you know, like, hey, what is our production? I mean, what is our offensive production, defensive production, special teams production? But I always tell our players, it's not about individual production. Production is about a team or a phase within the team. As far as the individual, it's about performance. And when you have a high level of individual performance, it allows your team to have a high level of team production. And so if I have a high level of performance within my faith, it will allow me to impact and be productive with those that are around me in any situation because I'm going to handle those situations the right way. You know, if somebody's watching me when I hit adversity, when somebody's watching me when things aren't going good and that is my testimony. Like, how strong am I? How strong is my faith? Is my faith only strong when good things are happening or when things are going good? Or, you know, how strong is my faith when I don't have any control over it? You know, a lot of times our faith is really, really strong when we have control over it. But when we got to really give it to God, when we say, hey, God, I'm at my weakest when you're at your strongest and I need you to take over and I take up my cross and follow you today. Mate, how much of that do we give? I use the illustration as far as faith and the performance of faith because I think, you know, I watch people and people impact me by that. Um, but when you sit down in a chair, most people do not sit there and analyze that chair, you know, grab it, shake it, make sure it's going to hold them when they sit down. Most people just sit down in that chair. So they got faith in that chair. And just the moment of sitting down in that chair is a high level of faith performance. But yet, when we wake up in the morning, not only do we forget that God's allowed us a chance to wake up in the morning, not only do we forget the opportunities that we have in front of us, but we lose faith. And we don't have faith performance almost until it's too late. And I think something that I know I've always tried to, you know, work on within my life is, is I do have like a lot of other people and I'm all about high truth. I love, I mean, I have a lot of stress in my life. I have a lot of anxiety in my life. I worry about a lot of things. And most of the things that I worry about don't even come to fruition. You know, most of the things that I worry about are, are very uncontrollable, but by me worrying, I think I have control over them. And you know what? I think we all deal with that. And so, when we have trials come our way, like the first thing we do is we read that scripture or we, we hear somebody talking about adversity, like we don't want that. We would rather just, hey, let's just, we just, I just need to go good, God. Just, I don't even want to have to go through that. 
But, you know, there's times where you're going to have to go through things that's going to grow you. And there's going to be times that you're going to have to go through things so your testimony grows to impact others. So I want to encourage you today, because all of us are either coming out of a trial, going into a trial, or in a trial right now in our lives. And we're dealing with something. We're dealing with something that tries us every day. We're dealing with something, whether it's a person, it's a sickness, it's a job situation, social media, or whatever it may be. But I'm going to encourage you today to look, when that trial comes, look, it is going to test your performance. It's going to test your qualities and it's going to test your suitability. And you're strong enough. Your faith is strong enough. And you got a God that wants to bless you. And you got people around you that want to love you and care for you. So I want to challenge you that when that trial comes your way, don't turn and run. The second part of that verse, it says, having stood the test. You know, I, I remember in school, like, I hated taking tests. I mean, I, I had to work really, really hard at studying. I mean, it just didn't come natural. And so I didn't like tests. I mean, even if I was prepared for it, I still didn't like them. Um, but I remember when I was playing in Alabama and Coach Stallings would talk about us and talk to us on a Friday night in the hotel before we played on Saturday. And, you know, he would always say, like, you know, don't fear a test. Like, he always called the football stadium. I thought it was pretty neat. He always called it the arena. You know, and he says, when we go in that arena, I mean, in that, that test, like, don't fear a test. A test is there to tell you what you do know and also what you don't know. You know, I think sometimes we don't like to know the things that we don't know, you know. Um, I think we become more comfortable with, you know, the things that we do know. It's kind of like this, like if you're an athlete and you had a really good play on a Friday night football game and you had a really bad play on Friday night football game and you come in and you watch film with your peers and you, your coach and there's a part of you that thinks, man, Oh, we get to that first one where I really, really did good, and then I hope we don't get to the one I did really, really bad, where is it should be the opposite. And that's hard to say, but it should be the opposite. Like, we should be our own worst critics as far as trying to grow our testimony. And, you know, your testimony is grown by through the trials and tests that you go through. Um, I mean, it can also be about the good things that happen. But when bad things happen, how you handle them as opposed to how you handle the good things is probably going to add more value to the impact that you have on others than the opposite way. Um, and so I think it's highly important when we think about that and we think about those tests that we don't fear them, that we grow through them. That is, we figure out, hey, what are my deficiencies? What are my strengths? You know, how do I fix them? You know, we should want to be tested. Um, we should want to go through tests and know what we're doing. I mean, like, you know, we give our guys tips and reminder tests, you know, every Thursday. And so why we do that is is because we want to know before we get in the game, hey, what do we know and what do we don't know? Like, it doesn't do us any good to give that test on Monday when we're putting in the game plan or on Tuesday when we're talking about red zone and third down and other stuff. And, you know, it only helps when we get through on Wednesday and then – it allows us as a staff to know, hey, look, our guys are going to play fast 
when they know what they're doing. And so we got to make them be able to write it down. We got to be able to make them answer the questions on that test in order for us to know what they know. And if you look at the definition of a test, it's kind of like the definition of a trial, but it says this, it's a procedure intended to establish the, like you're going to hear these three words that just, we just talked about with trial. Number one is quality. Number two is performance. And number three is reliability, which really is kind of like suitability of something, especially before it's taken into widespread use. So let me read that to you one more time. A test is a procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, or reliability of something, especially before it's taken into widespread use. You know, think about that. Think about how many times you might test yourself before you go into a big meeting, before you go into a big presentation, before you go into a big game, uh, before you go into a big opportunity. How many times do you test yourself? Because once you test yourself, you'll know the quality of not only who you are, but what you're presenting, what you're bringing to the table. You'll know the fluent of you being and being able to perform at a high level. And then the reliability of what you're talking about. Is it about try how truth, how love? Does it have passion to it? Does it have energy to it? Was there given a lot of effort to put it all together? Well, that leads me to you understanding that your trials and your tests are what's going to give you your testimony. So my question to you today is, how do you build your testimony? How do I build my testimony? Well, I think there's four R's. I think there's four R's that we got to know and that we can't get confused, right, with the opposite of what it really is, like the first one. The first one is recognize, okay? Well, do you recognize opportunities every day? For you to grow your testimony, whether you're good or bad, or do you just recognize the good things? Do you just recognize the things that you want to do? Do you recognize the things that you're comfortable with? You know, we talk about mental and physical toughness in our program. You know, mental toughness is moving on to the next important thing. Physical toughness is, is when I can get out of my own comfortability to accomplish the mission. Like, for you every day as you live and you have an opportunity to recognize like leaders have a different vision than others. One of the things people talk about with me all the time is like, I see a lot of stuff, but I'm always looking for opportunities. I'm always trying to recognize the moments to try to build that testimony. So in order for that testimony to impact other people, like when you walk out of the grocery store, do you walk out of the grocery store looking for your car just to go park with your eyes down or are you looking for someone that you make it help get the, their groceries to their car? Maybe they got, you know, their kids and, you know, they, they can't get their, the buggy to the car or maybe they're, 
they've got the kids in the car and they put all their groceries in and they don't want to have to take the buggy back to the cart. Do you do that for them? You know, do, I mean, like it's always looking for an opportunity to open the door for someone, you know, there's trash on the ground, do you pick it up? Um, you know, recognizing doesn't have to be just some kind of situation where you feel like you're going to benefit from it. But I'm going to tell you something. Recognizing and growing your testimony is when you can allow others to benefit from what you're doing. That's how you add value to this world. That's how you add value to the people around you. That's how you add value to your testimony. Because most people in this world, instead of recognizing, they refuse or retreat. Look, I'm going to challenge you today. When there's an opportunity, don't run from it. When there's an opportunity, don't refuse it and think it's not for you. But you need to embrace it. You need to embrace it, whether it's tough, whether it's fun, whether it's sad, or whether it's happy. But see it as an opportunity that you need to embrace, that you recognize. So in order for you to be intentional, that you've made yourself available to grow your testimony. The second R is respond. You know, there's a lot of us that we'll, we'll recognize an opportunity. We'll recognize a moment. And we'll even recognize it to the point of saying, you know what? Yeah, but I don't think God's really want me to do that. Or I don't think that's what I need to do. Or, But yet there's a lot of opportunities out there to where when we recognize them, we need to respond to them. Like, what you recognize, how you add power to the recognition in which you see, is how you respond to it. But not only that, it's not just recognizing and responding, but it's also about responding to things that don't go wrong. You know, responding to someone who may say something to you that's disrespectful. Responding to a situation where you feel like you've been done wrong. Responding to a situation to where it just hadn't been your day. Because most people, instead of responding, they react. My brother did a mindset. Um, God, this was back in like last February. And, you know, one of these qualities that he talked about was about responding or reacting. And most of the time in this world today, we, we, would, we would rather react than respond. The reason being is, is, Reaction takes a lot less time, a lot less thought than responding and a lot less effort. See, it only takes one second to react, but it'll take you one or so minutes to respond. Because when you react, it's just going to be a knee-jerk reaction to whatever said. And most of the time, if you had time to think about it, you'd probably go back and go, man, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I would have said something different. I wish I would have handled that different. But the problem is, is if we're going to be all about reaction off of what we recognize, then we're going to devalue our testimony. Look, it, it only, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of years to build your testimony. But I want you to hear this. It only takes one action one reaction that's wrong to change it, to tear it, to tear it down, to 
I guess you could say unimpact someone or impact them in the wrong way. And so I'm going to challenge you today, like I do in every one of these podcasts, but I also want to encourage you because it's not going to be easy. Like the next time you want to react, the next time you just want to say something really quick, the next time you want to do something really fast, I'm going to ask you to press pause. Just stop for a minute. Just think about what you're about to say. Because time always heals things. Time always heals our feelings. Time always heals the moment. And so just take a second. Take a deep breath. And then evaluate the situation. And then take the right action. And you know, the thing is, we already know the right action. That's the reason when we do react and we don't respond that usually in about five minutes or even one minute where we know what was right and what we should have done, we just didn't do it. And the third R is refine. You know, this word, you know, I think is powerful because I think in our lives we should be refining who we are. Our testimony is about the refinement. Like once you have a testimony, you don't just say, okay, at age 26, this is my testimony and it just stops. No, you're consistently on a day-to-day basis. All right. We tell our players like you can't get better in a day, but you can get better daily. And so on a day-to-day basis, I am trying to refine myself daily. I'm not trying to refine myself in one day. I'm trying to refine myself daily. Let me tell you what refine means. Refine means to remove the impurities. For me as a Christian and disciples, remove the sin of my life that keep me from becoming what God has called me to be. Maybe you're an athlete and maybe you need to be an awesome teammate for your team. But maybe there's some impurities you have. Maybe there's a there's an ego there. There's an attitude there. There's a work ethic there that maybe does not fit the standard of what that program is. You know, how are you refining yourself? How are you refining yourself to be at the same standard everybody else is at? See, I know what my standard of life is. I know what God expects out of me. I fall short of that on a day-to-day basis. But it is highly important for me to make sure that I am trying to refine and allow God to refine me by making myself available and being intentional in my walk and in my impact every day. But see, the thing is, most people, instead of refining, they remove it. See, I don't want you to remove. Like, I don't want you to remove yourself, number one, because most people, if it's a situation that Instead of refining, they just try to remove themselves from it instead of growing from it. And listen, when you vacate yourself away from something, you don't make yourself available for something. When you vacate yourself from something, you do not make yourself available for something. And so the other thing about remove is this. When you remove something and you do not fill it with the right things, then you know what? It's going to fill itself. You know, think about this. Think about like if you go on a diet, all right? If you go on a diet and you say, you know what? I'm not going to eat any bread, okay? Well, let's say you do it for a certain amount of days and you don't eat any bread. 
And then, you know, you got that void, like you really want bread, but you know, you can't have bread because it's the diet, but then all of a sudden the diet ends. Okay. Now all of a sudden the diet ends and you know, the refinement kind of stops because you just removed it. Thing you got to understand is if you don't fill that void with something, with substance, with quality, with reliability, just like we talked about the tests and trials, right? With high performance, then guess what's going to happen? You're going to go back to bread again. And you know what? You're not just going to eat bread. You're going to double up on bread because of the void that you had before. And so when you wake up every day, like, don't just try to remove things, you know? I mean, that's the hardest thing for people in life is, you know, like, you know, whether it be drugs, alcohol, you know, social media. I mean, there's a lot of things in life that you can get addicted to, right? And there are some strong people out there that could just stop cold turkey. But when you try to remove it and you don't do it in a way that you're trying to refine what is going on and the process in which is going on, then there's a good chance you're going to go back to it. Or you're going to fill it with something that's just as dangerous or just as negative or that will tear down your testimony. And the last one is, the last R is refocus. You know, once I begin to recognize and then respond the right way and continue to refine my life and the things that I come in contact with on a day-to-day basis, refine my impact on others, then I got to refocus. When that's all said and done, like, and that day's done, or that moment's done, or that opportunity's done, and whether it lasted for a week, a year, five years, or one minute, then I got to refocus. Like, and refocus is a mindset, okay? Um... It's kind of like thinking about responding and and then reacting, right? Think about it this way. When you think about stuff, like, there's a mindset, and then there's an emotion, okay? You want to live with a clean, clear, and intentional mindset. You don't want to just live off emotion. Look, there are going to be different times in life that you're going to need some emotion. There are going to be different times in life that your emotion will impact people in a positive way. But there is a difference between having emotions and being emotional. I tell our players every Friday night before we go on the field, number one is, hey, look, I want you to play with high emotions, but don't be emotional. And you may ask yourself, what's the difference? Well, the difference is this. Emotions will affect all those that are around you in a positive manner. Being emotional will distract all those around you in a negative manner. So you have to, as you wake up every day, have your emotions in check. Because if your emotions aren't in check, then you become emotional. And when you become emotional, then you affect everybody. And you know what? You lose control of yourself. You lose control of your thoughts, you lose control of your actions, and you mostly lose control of your emotions. And so for me, like when I think about mindset, I know if I can set my mindset the right way, 
then my emotions will be set in the right way. And so as you sit there and you think about, hey, I just recognized this opportunity. I responded to it and I've allowed myself to be refined from it. Now I've got to refocus because there might be another opportunity and I don't want to miss that opportunity. And when you don't refocus, then you know what? Then you'll miss it. <laughs> and I think most people, when they're living their lives, they're looking for ways to refocus. But also think we have people in this world that are looking for ways to reset their life. Look, even if things don't go your way, even if you're in a trial or you're in a test or you're going through adversity right now, because you know what? Like, you're going to go through it. You're going to go through it. And the more I can prepare my mind to know that, hey, when this does come, that doesn't mean you live every day looking for it. It just means when it arrives, you're ready for it. But I set my mindset, not my emotions. I set my mindset to where it needs to be so I'm prepared for it. I prepare myself on a daily basis. You may go through a whole week. You could go through a whole year and not have to deal with adversity. But at some point in time, we're going to deal with it. And I want to be prepared for it. It's kind of like working hard. I used to, like, tell our guys at the start of camp, I was like, look, let me tell you this. If you work hard, and I mean, and you work hard in everything you do, in all facets, in the weight room, in the classroom, you know what? I'm not going to say that you're going to win it all and you'll win a state championship and you'll have everything you've ever wanted, but I'll tell you this, if you don't work hard, you'll have none of it. I'm not telling you that you'll be ready for every situation that you'll handle every situation just perfect by preparing every day for adversity. But I will tell you this, if you don't prepare, you sure won't be able to handle it. And then that's going to hurt your testimony. Because see, in the end, most people, like I said before, they don't really want to refocus their life. They want to reset their life. When they deal with something that they don't want to deal with, they're like, hey, let's just hit reset. Remember when... Now, somebody, I'm going to show my age on this because I'm 51 years old. And then we had a black and white TV and we had an Atari. Okay. Um, and then, you know, everybody else probably had a Nintendo, but we had an Atari. I don't even think I had a Nintendo. But there was a reset button. And, you know, if you're playing your brother and he's beating you really good or you're, you're beating him really good, you know, then they would hit reset, you know, and that just, you know, start a fight with everybody. Um, because if they hit reset, you know, it started the whole game over again. Nice. It wasn't like you got to, you know, continue. You just it started all over again. And most people in life, they would just like to hit reset, start all over again. But what you don't understand is everything that you've dealt with, whether you've handled it the right way or the wrong way, up to this point is still there to refine you and to grow you and to impact you and to build your testimony. Like, don't want to reset. Like, no matter what you're going through today, like, don't hit reset. Just hit refocus. Because look, that refocus, there's a U.S. on the end. There's a U because you have to handle it. But look, when you do it the right way, there's an us at the end also refocus. Look, I pray that as you build your testimony, that you'll recognize the things that God's blessing you with and has called you to do and allowed you to do. 
and you've recognized the people that you can impact, most of all, the mission that you can't complete, that only you can't complete, the testimony only you can have and to give. And I pray you'll respond in the right way, whether it's something negative, something positive, and not react. And then I pray that you'll be refined, not retreat, not try to remove those things that are refining you. You know, when you think about refining, I mean, I, I meant to say this just a minute ago. You think about metals, like when I think about metals, like when I see a metal, like I would not know the impurities that were in a metal just by looking at the metal. But when you refine metal, that means you're taking out its impurities. But to the naked eye, I just, I wouldn't see that, you know? And so, you know, there's a lot of people out there that you're looking at and you don't know they're hurting. You don't know the impurities that they have. There's a lot of people that don't know the impurities that I have. So as you respond to people and as you recognize people, you need to understand that because that allows you to refocus within the moment. Refocus to build an impact. Refocus to build your testimony as you continue to chase best in all that you do. This is just one more opportunity to chase best is to build your testimony. And I pray you'll do that on a day-to-day -day basis. And I pray that you'll be that you'll be the person that God's called you to be as you continue to serve, seek, and look for those things that allow you to be the person that you need to be. God bless you and keep chasing best. This is the Chasing Best Podcast with Coach Josh Niblett.